We back. We back with another one, Jay. Got to keep this intro very, very short, very sweet, man. If you can't handle the heat, man. Stay Stay out the kitchen, man. man. We back with another episode, Hidden Takes. I feel like this is Hidden Takes episode 13, Jay. A lot of things, a lot of rumblings around the league as usual. Um, Feels like it never fails, Jay. But one thing I was thinking, like watching all these games and, and seeing like what's going on in the East, what's going on in the West, more so in the East, man, is all these teams mumbling, jumbling around, Jay. Like the, the teams winning here, um, the four seeds beating the first seed, the, the third seeds beating the eight seed. Just all this parody is what I'm trying to say, man. Jay, I've never seen that. And then you look at the MVP race as well, Jay. Um, uh, we were we were going back and forth <laughs> to saying this is probably the best MVP race in a long time, time potentially yeah. a long time, all time, all that, Jay. But anyways, before we get started, Jay, what do you think about that? And how are you doing, brother? I didn't even ask. I'm I'm doing. I'm not nah, now, nah, brother. I'm doing good, man. I am doing good because, like how you said, Jay, this has been uh, one of the best NBA uh, NBA NBA seasons that we've seen so far. One of the best uh, NBA MVP races that we've seen. Uh, it's just super exciting. I mean. For real, well, we're talking about a 22-year-old that could potentially be the MVP. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it, but you know that I wouldn't blame somebody else if they called you know, John Morant, the 22-year-old MVP. So Jay, I'm right there with you, bro. I'm hyped, and as always, I'm ready to talk about this hoop talk with you, my brother, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's hop right into the news here, and that's the first story of the day, our first story of the week, and this is a team who really needs it, desperately needs their guy back. And that guy's Kevin Durant for the Brooklyn Nets um, saying today he's going to be making his return um, against the Heat, a team that we'll talk about later, a little bit later. <laughs> I know we'll be talking about that matchup they had with the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Um, heartbreaking loss there on the road. But, Jay, so he's back, you know, after about four to six months, the 12-time All-Star um, who's been sidelined since January, Jay, um, with a medial collateral ligament um, injury in his left knee. Um, so uh, on on uh, Wednesday, the Nets treated a picture of Durant with the cash in the return. <laughs> okay. and, and, I, and, and at this point, you know, obviously we've seen him. We had the chance to see him in the Bay when he was on the Warriors. We know what he did when he came back from his injury last season. And I can only expect the same thing from him. I know For he's real. been frustrated sitting out. Um, seeing what they've been doing, not being able to win games, you know, really, really struggling. And he knows ultimately he was in a way, I believe he was kind of robbed of an MVP chance with this injury. And I think he just wants to prove, get that last end of the season MVP award. Obviously he won't be able to win it just due to the time he missed Jay. But how are you feeling about this whole situation? Slim Reaper back. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm literally right there with you. I thought to be real with you, when you were talking to me about it at first, I thought you were going to ask me like, what is this going to do for the Nets? Like, I was going to say exactly what you said. Like, we see him come back from these injuries. Like, it, it's this is going to be Kevin freaking Durant. You know who he is. Yeah. He, he's, that's well, what he's going to do. Yeah, Jay. No, I mean, that's is my question for you. Uh, um, I just didn't really ask it. But yeah. <laughs> who what do you, what does this mean for the for the Nets currently sitting at 32, 31, uh, one game above 500 in the East? And, you know, sitting at that eight seed. But, I mean, really, realistically, they're only nine games back. And you look at the other teams in front of them, the Raptors are six games back, three games ahead of them. 
And then the Celtics and both the Cavaliers are only four and a half games. So it's so, so bunched up there, even in those five to eight CJ. But what does this mean for the Nets? You think they can make a run and, and get a higher C here, move yeah. all the way up? Yeah, I'm, 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 I wouldn't say all the way up, but I would say definitely past, past that, uh, past that fifth seed because i mean if you look at if you look at the Cavs, which is in the fifth seed and the celtics that's in the sixth seed they are both uh 4.5 games away from, from from the first seed so i think that if ultimately the nets can pass the celtics there they will also pass uh, pa- uh pass the Cavs. so yeah i got them i got them definitely moving up um but I do think it's going to be a little bit of a, of, of a hiccup. They're going to barely move up by the end of the season because, um, you know, you're, you're integrating new players. You're integrating Seth, who's actually ha- had a pretty important role in, on that Nets team as far as ball handling and, uh, and and making some decisions. You're adding Andre Drummond. I'm not saying he's a decision maker, but he changes the way the game is played out there. So I think there will be a little bit of adjusting, you know, getting Seth and, and Andre Drummond and all these players and, and Kevin Durant playing on the same level because, Mind you, before KD got hurt, Seth and Andre Drummond and all these players that are making so many vital decisions were not there. So I think that, you know, it'll take a little bit of meshing of them being able to fig- figure it out. But I'm, I'm, I mean, like how I said, Jay, he's Kevin freaking Durant. We know who he is, yeah. baby. He's going to do what he do and get the Nets at least in that top five seeds. That's what I think. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's going to get them to a top seed. And you look at both um, the, the Celtics and the Cavs, well, recently the Cavs got um, got Darius Garland back and missed a few games. But the Celtics, I know Jalen Brown went left last game early with a with an ankle injury. And I know that's a big loss for them. He's not able to play games and they're missing him um, as their second leading scorer, as a guy who they rely on heavily. Obviously, guys like Derek White, um, Marcus Smart, and the, and the rest of that bunch, their role players are supporting cast, got to step up. But that's a huge loss for the Celtics if he's not able to to play games there. Um, and then I look at the Raptors as well. I know Fred Fred Van Vliet, his knee injury, as has been a huge issue with the, with the Raptors, you know, having Nick Nurse has been running these guys into the ground early, you know, with sometimes a six-man, five-man rotation playing these guys extended minutes, you know, 40-plus minutes. I know Fred leads the league in minutes so that's those are two teams obviously recently the Raptors were able to beat them back-to-back games um despite not having Van Vliet and OGO and Anobi who I forgot to mention is also dealing with a broken finger I believe um so so having those two guys out the Nets have a serious opportunity to make some noise and make a run and pass the, the Raptors for sure even the Celtics and then the inexperience of the Cavaliers might catch up to them. So I could see them, like you said, catching any of one of those teams, um, despite going with the, chem- the, the chemistry that they're going to need to build there. Um, and, so. and then r- real quick, Jay, yeah, I'm, I'm de- de- definitely mm-hmm. right there. Which, and then just real quick, I just want to say, like, this it's kind of crazy, Jay. Like, I mean, we know how good Kevin Durant is, but like, look at, like, really look at the Nets. Like, they were sitting in. <laughs> that one seed, maybe two seed, they were kind of going back and forth with the with the Bulls before Kevin Durant got hurt. Like, man, Kevin Durant missed some time. They are the eighth seed now, dog. Like, they dropped nine games away from the first seed, eight games away from the second seed. Like, that's ridiculous because of one player. Like, I don't know, bro. I just kind of thought about that right now. Like, nah. that shit's crazy, bro. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's wild. Um, you got the hiccups, yeah, my no, brother? <laughs> you got the hiccups? yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, I think I, I'm I'm just it's wild thinking about this team, bro. It's wild Damn. thinking about this team. Gave me the hiccups. <laughs>
<laughs> getting the handcuffs on Jay. Yeah. But Jay, just moving forward, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And and let's talk about the, the 2022 um, Kia rookie ladder and for the league right now. So right now, you know who's in first. You know Mr. Evan is. Mobley of the Cavaliers, um, 14.8 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, 2.6 assists. And then Scotty Barnes right there up right behind him um, with the with 4.8. 14.8 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists per game. And then Cade Cunningham, the first round pick with six, 16 points per game, five rebounds and five assists, Jay. So those, those are the, the four, three, like top three seeds right now are r- rankings according to the NBA, Jay. You agree with these rankings? Um, you still you still ha- holding hard with uh, with Evan Mobley over there in Cleveland? Yeah, I'm still I'm still hard on Evan Mobley. I, I'm I'm literally right there. I love the the way that rankings is. Yes, uh, Evan Mobley has been the guy. I knew he was going to be the guy coming into it. Scotty Barnes, I have to admit, I did not think he was going to be this good. I was so wrong. I remember even talking to you after the draft, and I was like, Jay, like, what's Toronto doing? They could have took Jalen Suggs, the best athlete in the draft, and all of this and all that. But I mean, good thing I'm not uh, Masai Jerry because I would have got it very wrong because <laughs> Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes is balling out and Cade Cunningham man he is the like the luca of the future and i know it's like what luca's still young but he's like a younger version of luca dog he's out there doing a little bit of everything i cannot wait to see him in the league you know years to come i'm talking like 10 20 i'm 10 12 years down the line maybe not 20 (laughs) but but you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah no i mean they're they're all three great players i think just in their own right but but evan mobley i think just putting in the most work and could ultimately be said that he has the biggest opportunity i know scotty barnes just and his role on the team it's it's tough to to be um in that situation because he's the third fourth option uh most nights so what about with Cade though how, how would you feel who do you think Cade or mobley got because i think mobley got i mean he got some trees over there he got he had to beat kevin love out lawyer marketing jared allen like, he, there's some bigs he had to beat out i think Cade kind of had that spot given to him or what do you what do you what do you feel about about that i think Cade had the spot but with that also being said that he had to beat all those guys out um evan mobley also comes with the fact that he they're both scotty barnes and evan mobley are playing with some good players some good nba players can't be can't same can't be said for <laughs> Cade cunningham i mean the best player on the detroit pistons um respectfully is probably jeremy grant who was in trade talks same, yeah <laughs> Who's in trade talks? So I mean, just Detroit's not a good ba- uh, NBA basketball team. Yeah. And that's just the, the the truth for for Cade. So he's doing this all this despite that you know learning on as he goes. He doesn't really have Fred VanVleet. He doesn't have Pascal Siakam. Um, these mo- these champions on his team. Um, and then the same for for Evan Mobley. Kevin Love's won a championship. He's getting that mentorship man. night to night practice to practice and that huge that's huge. i didn't that even think a about long that way man i didn't yeah, even so think about that jay it's a little give and take right he's getting mm-hmm. that and and kevin love from the beginning jay is i'm sure he's comfortable coming off the bench knowing that he needs to to give all his his fruit for, uh, of knowledge to this guy and this young this young team because he knows that will ultimately keep them afloat and possibly make a little bit of a run here um, in the playoffs, or at least make the playoffs as well. So, man, that 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 that's I didn't even think about that, Jay. Yeah, that's actually a huge game for both Mobley and Scotty Barnes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I, I'm right there with the rookie ladder, Jay. 
All right, Jay, let's we're about half, more than halfway through the season. And I just want to play a little little game here with the folks and, and see see how how you're feeling on the landscape of the league right now. So I'm going to give you just a series of, of questions. Um, if if the award show were to happen today, the MVP of the, M, the NBA would be dot, dot, dot. And you have to answer that question and just give me a reason why it's okay. that person. Um, if the the your 2022 NBA champions are dot dot dot, Ooh, okay. and then you have to answer that question. <laughs> the right. two, and then the 2022 NBA Finals MVP wow. is dot dot dot. So we, <laughs> all we right. going, we going all we the putting way. it all wax, the, Jay. The, all right, the NBA six man. Yeah, so I'm Let's gonna, I'm gonna ask all, all right. these and the NBA Coach of the Year all these questions. Oh man, I'm gonna give you give you some time. If you need to pull up anything, Jay, but um. Let's just let's just start it off um, right now with the NBA Coach of the Year is the NBA Coach of the Year has to be Eric Spoelstra in my opinion. I mean, yes, we know the Miami Heat got some fighters out there, wow. but I don't think that the Miami Heat has a roster to be the number one seed and be beating out Bucks, Philly. And um, uh, Bucks, Philly, and I would—I guess I would say Nets, but not—not not right now with Nets. But I don't think the Miami Heat has a record to be has has a talent to be over there, man. So for them to be at that number one seed, I would have to give that auto to Eric Spoelstra. So I'm riding high with Eric Spoelstra, man. Miami Heat. Okay, okay. For me, I'm gonna have to go with uh, JB Bickerstaff, man. JB, that's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. JB Bickerstaff. I mean, no one thought before the season that the Cavs would be in this position. I mean, there's been no clear as great. No, I love the Eric Spolster choice. I mean, I feel like Eric Spolster could win the coach of the year every single, every single year, which is kind of a blessing and a curse because he's considerate for it and could be, um, deserving of every year but will the nba give it to eric Spolster every year <laughs> most likely no um monty williams definitely in there um i believe he should have been at the head coach of the year last year so he has definitely has a case for being the coach of the year this year but i mean it's kind of tough because they were the best team sorry they were the runners up and made it to the nba finals so it's kind of hard to top that but i mean he really is because they're 50 and 12 with the best record in the NBA, despite having CP3 and Devin Booker um, both out for for some time. You know, Devin Booker early in the season and Chris, Chris Paul now. So they're still able to stay afloat. So, I mean, well, I guess Devin Booker again with COVID protocols as well. <laughs> so, I mean, deserving team. But I just look at the Cavs and I just see like from where they were to one of yeah. the worst teams in the league. I know for me myself and you we have predicted them being one of the at the bottom of the east again this year and to be 10 games above 500 sitting at that five spot in a very competitive dangerously good eastern conference is just unbelievable in my opinion so i'm gonna give it to to jb bickerstaff and the cavaliers uh as their 2022 nba coach (laughs) of the year jay but uh let's move it to the the next award definitely last but not least um not last award we're going to do, but that's the NBA sixth man of the 2021-2022 NBA season is? 
You know that boy. You heard it on the intro. Tyler Hero, play it, baby. Tyler mm-hmm. Hero's been coming okay. out and he has been balling out for the I I'm looking like a Miami Heat fan right now, man. Tyler Hero's been coming out, man. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been balling out. Uh it's come he's been coming off the bench and he's been exactly what what the Heat's needed. The Heat, uh their their starting lineup has been a lot more uh structured run plays. And when Tyler Hero comes in, it's, it really reminds you of that young Lou Will. Just get in and just go score to go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what uh what Tyler Hero's been doing, man. So I'm gonna keep riding high. Cause I said it's earlier in the year, so I'm gonna keep riding high with Tyler Hero for my six man. But who who would you put on wax, Jay? Yeah, it's, I'm right there with you. It's Tyler Hero for sure. We seen what he did last night taking over that game, and they should have Miami should have won that game, but we're gonna get into that later as as I keep saying here. And that with that 30 P7 rebounds five assists and that's similar to what he's been doing like you said being that spark plug off the bench um understanding his role being a star in his role hand running that point duties for, for the heat off the bench um everything you could could ask for if you're Eric Spolcher in the heat uh so yeah he's there's been other players that have been had good long stretch good some good stretches throughout the season but no one's been as consistent this whole season as Tyler here so that's the sixth man of the year um, for, for us. But, Jay, let's keep it pushing here. Now let's go with the defensive player of the year. And I think this is going to be a tough one for the 2022 NBA season is. And that's, Jay, that's the Greek freak, man. Ooh. Gian, Giannis. That's a good one. Kupo, man. That's a good one. The way he changes the game defensively night to night. Um, it's just unbelievable. Um, averaging one steal a game, 1.4, um, 1.4 blocks, but it's not even the the stats. I mean, we get, we can, I can, you, anyone can put stats out to, to um, fit a narrative and, and fit what they want to talk about. Giannis does it on the floor. Like any, any hoop head, anyone who understands basketball and, and can see the game sees his effect and what he does, the energy he brings, how we change shots, how we, able to defend multiple positions on the floor, um, his tenacity, um, and how it rubs off on his teammates as well. I think that defense has suffered for the Bucs without Brooke Lopez and, and his presence um, and his ability to change shots. But I think they have a chance because Giannis is so good um, on, on the floor and how, why they haven't suffered as much with Brooke Lopez, albeit their def- defense has really dramatically dropped. But his ability to stay afloat and keep them be able to defend multiple positions, like I said, has kept them relevant and kept the Bucks still a very extremely hard team to beat. So I got to go with Giannis um, uh, for the for the defensive player of the year this year. Damn, that's a good, that's a good defense. But Giannis is just you could give him every award <laughs> just mm-hmm. like that. But well, yeah, I love that. What would you say if someone said Joel? I would love I would love Joel. I would love I would yeah. love Joel as defense yeah. player of the year. But yeah. I, I don't I think that people are more focused on the MVP narrative around Joel right now than to yeah. give him that defensive player of the year. Okay, okay. And Jay, you mentioned it, man. <laughs> MVP? The twenty the twenty twenty two NBA MVP is Joel Embiid. Give it to Joel Embiid. Give it to Joel Embiid. Because look, and now, now now this is now this wow. is now, this is for me, Jay. This goes a couple of years back. Like, I've been thinking Joel Embiid should have been the MVP maybe like two for the last like two years, but he never was able because he played like 
47 games and I get it. I totally get it. Like how can you give MVP to somebody that played 47 games, but in those 47 games that he played, just in my opinion, the, the best player in the league. I mean, when, when he's playing at that level, I'm talking about, we got a seven foot guy bringing the ball down court, step back mid post. We got a seven foot guy who has crazy footwork to be able to get in the low post and move around, move around the low post. We have a we have a seven foot seven footer who can get to the free throw line and actually knock down free throws. We have a seven footer who can shoot threes. He can do a bit of everything. He can guard on the perimeter. He can guard down low and he should have been had MVP in my opinion for the past two years. So for me, like this is also something I've been waiting on because I know he's deserved it. All I, I, the only thing that would take away from him being MVP in my opinion at this point would be if like some catastrophic injury happened uh, and he mm. didn't play for the rest of the season. I know I've been hearing a lot of rumors around like James Harden hurting his MVP candidacy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can understand that. I can understand mm-hmm. that, but I mean, I would just, I would hate to see him get robbed again, man. What he's doing this year deserves an MVP in my opinion. I mean, look at where Philly is dog. Like yeah. I, James Harden just got here a couple of days ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Philly's big. That was my next question for you, Jay. I was I, I not to interrupt. Yeah, I, but that was that was my next question for you. Was this James Harden hits hurt his chances? Because I mean, that is an issue, despite you know, being <clears throat> being like just just as good, you know. I, I yeah. think that it does have an effect whether or not it will be enough to hurt his chances because like you said he's extremely deserving um but i still think the the joker has done enough to stay and i I think it's but that's but that's how close this race is it is someone said nikola Jokic, i'd say like okay i can understand you make the case for him someone says demar Derozan, you can make the case if someone says john morantz you can make the case case. because i i mean if someone said, um, which from the future and said, Job Grant won the MVP, I'd be like, okay, I could see why. <laughs> I don't know what happened between now and then, what other performance he had, but from what he's done to this point, I mean, the dude's just unreal. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. I know you're, you know, you're going to be talking about that historic night um, coming up here shortly, but man, I think, but I will add this. Um, to that I think the honeymoon phase is over for the Sixers and we're going to see really what they're made of I mean they've had they played some decent teams they played the Knicks twice and the Timberwolves Timberwolves who are you know a a decent team playing solid right now but the schedule they have coming up I think is going to determine or have a big say let's put it that way um, in what Joel Embiid's um, MVP status is looking like after these four games, we're really going to have a good indication. And that's schedules versus tomorrow at home versus the Cavaliers and a good team on the road against the heat on March 5th, um, March 7th at back at home against the Chicago bulls. And then March 10th back at home against the Brooklyn nets. We don't know if Ben Simmons is going to be playing in that. We know KD and Kyrie will be playing in that game. So those three games, our four games coming up, will have a big say, Jay, in my opinion, on where Joel Embiid's at. Um, and if he and he can make a serious case. They win all four of those games and he balls Damn. out. He's, that's going to be a huge, another check on book on his uh, his campaign and his, his run for the MVP. So, man, so, real quick, Jay, let, let me let's talk a little bit about 
you know, with Jokic, because like I'm right there, like like with you, like Jokic's individual performance has been like crazy, right? But like, and I know we were talking the other day, and we were talking about like that terrible Westbrook MVP season, like yeah, like he averaged triple double, but he didn't win, which I'm, I 100% agree. So like, but Jokic isn't really winning to the crazy level, and I get it, not because his fault, Murray, MPJ, and all this. So like, where is like? to you or like you know just i guess to the average hoop head like where is that cutoff line of like all right well you gotta at least be like doing this so you can be considered for an mvp because i agree westbrook crazy season but he was the eighth seed like average and triple double eighth seed that that season like that's cool but got you know gotta win uh so like where's that cutoff where's that cutoff for you because right now i mean the nuggets are sitting in the fifth seed i believe right uh no the sixth seed so where is that cutoff for you jay um, I think, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think that they he needs to move up. Uh, but they're, they're right there, the Mavericks. Um, and I think the four, top four for me okay. is, is where they need to cut off. Uh, but I, I don't think that's unrealistic to see them, you know, flirting with it. They're only three and a half back on the Jazz, who are ten and a half back in the Suns. So I think they can make a run at it. and I th- But it's a top four seed for me. Um, okay. for Nikki Lokish. I thought that was an outlier that year. Um, that was, yeah. With Westbrook? Wooden, yeah. With Westbrook. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean I, I, I understand. Like, no Deserving one's seen it, that. Though. Deserving, but I, I also understand the other side of it as well, though. You know, you got to win a little bit. Uh, I changed my way. I take that back. Deserving uh, and maybe in the sense that if we're looking from a statistical, um, the statistical that he broke the, the uh, triple-double record, that season, but as we know, numbers aren't everything you can do and to fit a narrative in that season. He did, you know, won the won the MVP for that. I mean, that year, I know LeBron had a great season. Um, the company, I mean, we can even go back and, and see who he won it over that year. But I, I think I think to be honest, it was more of the NBA just such a shock. Like, whoa, what in mm-hmm. the world? Like, so yeah, because I agree that the, the inefficiency was horrendous like they not got knocked mm-hmm. out first round like the mvp should mm-hmm. not get knocked out first round so yeah i'm, yeah, I'm, right. I'm right there with you jay we don't even gotta yeah. give Westbrook any time of the light yeah yeah all right jay all right brother do we have another one or are you moving on Let's, yeah the next one man let's move on let's move on to the last one jay the games um no no to, oh. the, to the last the Sorry. last question i got for you jay all right talk to me <laughs> The NBA champions. Oh, oh 2022 Jay. NBA champions, Jay. Oh, Jay. This might be so pretty. This might be right, right now. We said the champions. Oh. Champions. And you, you, you can look back and you, someone from the future comes and says, this team won the championship. And then this player was the MVP. Jay, who is it? I mean, you talked about him earlier, Jay. We talked about the man that does everything on the court. I think the Bucks are going to go back to back, man. And Giannis wow. is going to bring home that MVP. I mean, the way the Bucks are playing, the play, I, I even texted in the group chat, like they're just adding so many good damn role players off the bench. And we know when come playoffs, that's what's important. And having a player who can do it all. Uh, wink, wink, Giannis onto the Kumpo. And they just been playing ridiculous, man. I mean, you, you lose Brooke and then you, you, you're, you're able to bring Serge who can do in a way, do the same thing that Brooke can. So you really fill up that, you, you fill up that same hole. Giannis has 
has only gotten better. I mean, remember, uh, he, he didn't really pull up as much last year. He's pulling up a little bit more this year. He's a little more confident now. And more than anything, he's been there now. We know there's a difference between somebody that hasn't been there and somebody that has been there. If Giannis, is go, Giannis goes to the playoffs, or, I mean, of course, he's going to the playoffs. If he goes to the finals, he's not walking in that building like, wow, the NBA finals. He's walking here like, I got some swag. I got some hip to me. Like, I'm ready to go. And I think that's going to yeah. be a difference maker, in my opinion. But, Jay, I need yeah. to know yours, Jay. This is crazy, actually. Yeah, that that was. I mean, I I see why the Bucks, why you say the Bucks and and all that they've done, but I just still think the health of Brook Lopez. As much as they brought in Serge Ibaka, he's not Brook Lopez and what he brings. Like Serge Ibaka was a great great addition, um, but he's past his prime. He's past what he can do. Um, his health is a question mark as well, and I think they need Brook Lopez uh, back in that lineup, which they might have him. So I could see why in a future you would come back or future someone would come back and say, yeah, the Bucks won the championship this year uh, are going to win the championship. So I could see that. Um, and the MVP is Giannis with that series. Yeah. I'm going Giannis okay, with okay. that series. Jay, I need Jay. What's up, baby? Uh, what's up, my Jay, boy? Jay, Jay, Jay. And this isn't a, I mean, it's going to sound like a Homer take, but Jay, it's the golden. I think this is the year, man. I mean, I think this is the year, year of the Warriors, man. But, and it's not in the sense that I think that, and this is a lot of if and but and maybes because we still haven't seen Clay, we still haven't seen Draymond, we still haven't seen Steph all play together. But Jay, I just Wiseman, think that Wiseman, Wiseman, Wiseman. But I, I gotta I, add that. It's true, Jay, but I don't think Wiseman, especially just how late he's coming back, can make enough of an impact. But I think they're gonna be able to, with all the weapons that they have, they're able gonna be able to, and I hope Wiseman can be a part of that, but they're gonna be able to get it together, put it together, a run towards the end of the season and i just think the versatility they have um they can pretty much match up with anyone except team who has a big man which is concerning but i think their shooting ultimately will be able to make up for that jay and i think it's, it's i hope and i think it's going to be steph will, will win the mvp i think it's about time um that he wins it because if he doesn't they're not winning it in my opinion if he doesn't win the finals mvp the Warriors aren't winning a championship. If he is not having playing the best playoff basketball of his career, in my opinion. So if someone says the Warriors win the finals, it's because Stephen Curry was playing at the highest level he can. So that's what I got, Jay. I, I feel but it, Jay. And it, I think the but yeah, sorry. No, no, it's no. Crazy I, I, because you could say so many. I think anyone could say so many teams and say the reason they won it, and I'd be like, oh, okay. You yeah, know, no, I mean, that's how it's close crazy. anyone could win. Say Phoenix, you could say Philly. I was surprised you didn't even say Philly. Like, I mean, maybe some surprise I didn't say Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just so close. Yeah, and then, and then, honestly, like, um, the only, I mean, I, I still in wise me, you know, just joking around because you know that's mm-hmm. my guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, but I, I. I that point that you brought up with, 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 with as far as the big man, that's also why I think Wiseman is going to be so key to coming mm-hmm. back. While I agree he's young, while I agree he may not be the player that, uh, that, 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 that the potential is out there for him to be, I think that it will be important for him to be back because just like how you said, I also have concern about when it comes to playoffs in the Warriors have to – if 
they have mm. to face uh, Embiid in the finals. Like, that would be scary. Yeah. If they had to face a Giannis in the finals, that would be scary. Mm. I even think, to be honest with you, if they had to face a DeAndre Ayton, only, I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton is head and heels above mm. all these uh, uh, the, the, the Warriors bigs, but again, what does he have? That same thing I just talked with Giannis. Oh, NBA Finals. Now, he been there, right? Steph? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steph been there. But, like, if you look at that team, like, Steph been there, Clay been there, Dre been there. The rest of the yeah. players ain't really been there like that. So they're kind of yeah. going to be shocked. De- uh, 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 DeAndre Aiden, he's got that little step mm-hmm. to him, got that little stutter. Oh, I've been here before. So that's the only issue that I would have. That's And that's why I threw Wiseman in there, because I think that Wiseman could be the solution to that mm-hmm. issue. Don't forget my guy, Loon. Loon's oh, no, Loon, Loon, Loon. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's one man. No, you're right. You're right. That's that's one man. That's one man. And that's why I said they need a backup big. Like, I don't – I don't ever see Wiseman starting over Looney just because simply how he fits in with that lineup. And I mean, ultimately he's earned the Spartans starting spot, but you can see he's getting banged up and yeah, you're right, Jay. They, they do need, but I, 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 here's where I say it's not going to be a big enough impact. Even if he's giving maybe like 10 to 15, I don't think it would be a significant time. Wiseman. Yeah, I don't think it would be because Jay, the integration, um, him getting comfortable playing with all these guys. I don't know, Jay. Uh, I think I'm just too bullish, bro. I don't know, Jay. I really think he's like so damn good, bro. Like he's a big that can do everything. He just needs to put on weight. Oh, um, maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Jay. We'll see though. I've been we'll here. Well, we'll there's see. been rumblings. Yeah, there's been rumblings. He's been playing. Uh, he's playing. Boy, obviously scrimmaging again, but he's been looking good in the scrimmages. But that's remains to be seen if it happens in games, right? But anyways, Jay, uh, I know you 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 got a, a certain performance to talk about. That was oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into that, Jay. Talk about it. Let's see what you gotta say about it. Wow. That. All right. So I know this, I know this game was from a couple of days ago. This one, this game was actually from gotta Monday. talk about it though. They gotta talk about it. I gotta talk. Yeah. It's from Monday. The Grizzlies beat the Spurs 118-105. And I mean, if you just if you even just like aren't living under a rock. <laughs> you know why I'm talking about this game. John Morant scored 52 points, a ridiculous performance. But, I mean, let's talk about the game real quick. I mean, the Grizzlies came out on fire. Jay shot 74% from the field and 80% in the paint in that first quarter, and they put up 42 points on the Spurs. And then John Morant started that game just aggressively attacking the hoop. But what I really liked about John, and I'll even get to this later on a little bit, I'm going to talk about his performance individually, but, like, he was so um, good at not having the tunnel vision. Like, at first he was attacking to the hoop, but then a pop starts start switching the defense up, and now Ja throws these, these little dump-off passes where he just dumps it off last minute to Steven Adams, and he's just so damn good at those. And it, it, it's just so great to see Ja, like, see seeing the game and reading the game and i mean what's crazy is like jay for a 52 point performance like you would think this game would have been a blowout but this game was actually a lot closer than it was and and that's because you know the spurs uh the the, the spurs and pop did their thing i mean you know like the spurs scored 34 points in the first quarter lonnie walker was keeping up with ja man lonnie walker scored 13 points himself in the first quarter and ja scored 14 the spurs took care of the ball didn't didn't turn the ball over the entire first quarter they just the first turnover they had was with two minutes left in that in in that second quarter and then the spurs really 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 and this is where i where i want to take i guess a little bit of like a break from the game and just give some praise to pop Jay, because like mm-hmm. second quarter, like I really saw the Spurs. I really saw pop think the game through and switch his entire game plan to adjust to, to, to adjust to Josh. So in the first quarter, um, 
they're they're running a man. Jaws torching him. They put 42 points. Second quarter, uh, uh, Popovich switches the switches to his zone defense. Memphis only scores 24 points, and they're really able to kind of to kind of slow Jaw down. And I just I just really wanted to give the praise to to Paz Jay because like I feel like John Morant is the type of player where you plays are not he's good enough to go get you a 50 ball just off off rip off talent. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Spurs have a single player that off rip off talent can get you a 50 ball, but they can win as a team. They can do that as a team. And that's exactly what pop did, man. He had the bench contributing. He all started scored in double digits. So, I mean, I just, I just real quick, just wanted to give some praise to that, but now let's talk about Jai Jay. Let's talk about Jai. And this is what separates the boys from the men. Like uh, this is really what separates the boys from men because, you know, like I mentioned, Lonnie Walker and DeJounte Murray, they were in the first half, they were trading buckets with Ja. They were going at it. It was Lonnie Walker scored, DeJounte Murray scored, John Moran scored. They were going at it. But then the second half came, <laughs> Jay, that's when the that, that's when the real men came out. That's when the boys went home and the men came out because John mm-hmm. because um uh, uh because De- DeJounte Walker and Lonnie uh De- DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker both capped out at 21 and 22 points while John Morant was just getting started at half. He had 29 points on 80% from the field, Jay. And the first, in the first quarter, he scored 14 points. In the second quarter, he scored 15. Third quarter, he scored 10. Um, uh, third quarter, he scored thir- uh, 13 points. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Second quarter, he scored. Uh, he scored. Um, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry. Second quarter, he scored 10. And it, and uh, in the fourth quarter, he, he scored 13 points. So he really put double digits each, each quarter, man. And, I mean, you know, I was talking to Junior and shout out. Shout out Jenner because he called me about after that John Moran performance, and he brought up mm-hmm. a great point that I honestly didn't even think about. He said John Moran did this on four of seven from the free throw line. That means yeah. he only made four free throws. I mean, he scored forty eight real buckets. Like shout out MB. <laughs> shout out MB. No, shout out. That's what my. That's what Jenner said. That's a, so like because bro, like that means he put. He only scored four points from the free throw line. That's, that's forty eight points in real buckets. That is insane, Jay. Like, man, and I mean, to to, to end the game, I mean, John, and John Moran ended the game. I'm sure everyone's seen it. 52 points, seven rebounds, a ridiculous 73% from the field, 100% from the, from the three-point line, did not miss, and 57% from the, from the free throw line. A ridiculous game, Jay. Like, honestly, I, I best performance of the year, in my opinion, so far. Like, I haven't and, – and, and I've been watching DeMar. <laughs> that's how good I feel, bro. Like, this is by far the best performance of the year. Uh, just want to read this last quick stat. John Morant, he's only 22 right now. This is his sixth game having 40 points or more this season. This, these are some other players who scored six or more, uh, uh, who, who had six, who had six or more games with 40 plus points under the age of 23. Very good company. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Shaq, Trey Young, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, T Mac, and Amari Stoudemire. John Morant is the truth. God Ooh. damn, Jake. Damn, that's that's of elite, <laughs> elite elite company, man. Hey, what a what a summary, man. I, I just I just have to say a little bit about that, Jay. Like the the energy and what he does, Jay. We we didn't know we were talking about it as well. I just we the league, I don't really see everything like that. I mean, we we've seen the AI comparisons, but is he really like AI? We we've seen the Derrick Rose comparisons. Is he really like Derrick Rose? I think he's different. And and ultimately has some of their some of their aspects of their game, Jay. But John Moran is is him. He's, he's one of one. 
he's one of one. I don't think the league really hasn't seen um, anything like him. Generational talent, man. That's all I can say about him. But what an incredible performance, though. Um, I don't think we'll see anything like that. That explosion, that explosiveness he plays with, um, the fun he even plays with, man. It's uh, it's infectious. You see it rub off on the rest of his team, so it's, it's fun to watch. Right, uh, but Jay, Jay, let's talk about team you were talking about, and that I think I've been saying the whole the whole episode that I, I'm looking forward to talking about, and that's the Bucks in a stunning, huge rally win. Um, to come back at home with a 120-119 win over the Miami Heat. Hashtag Heat Nation. Heat Nation. Heat culture, man. Heat culture, baby. What a win, though. I, I think if, if you're the if you're the Heat, it's a disappointing win. Um, the Heat, I just got to say, started off by saying, they, I mean, they were shooting the crap out of the ball last night. Um, just seemingly to bury the Bucks. Um, despite the defensive problems. That's why I said they were able to penetrate and kick and get paint touches throughout the game. And it led to a lot, a lot of uh, open threes that the Heat were capitalizing and knocking them down um, throughout the game, Jay. And this was a game that we've seen um, the, the Bucks coming down, rallying. Where have we seen this again? I don't know. Maybe the uh, NBA finals last season <laughs> where they were just seemed like always rallying back whenever the Suns looked like they were going to win the game the, the heat just led by Giannis led by his energy um, the Bucks would find a way to get it done exactly the same story Giannis who had 28 points 17 boards and five assists um, last year and he says um, he was quote last um, after the game saying we've done it before um, we did it against Boston when we were down 13 in the Christmas game with five game, five minutes left and came back and won the game. Um, so the Bucks are really no stranger to this. And it's exactly why I, you know, I see your point about the Bucks and their championship DNA being there, done, been there, done that. And despite being down, um, there was a point about with seven minutes or six minutes where the heat, um, had made some back-to-back string of buckets, getting stops here. And I, I thought to myself, this game isn't over, but I know that the Heat, the Bucks have been here. They've done that. They've been in a position where a lot of people have counted them out. They've been down 2-0 in a series, uh, matter of fact. And they still got that core. They had Drew. Um, they had Middleton making big buckets. One of those plays that sticks out to me was with their down four with, about, um, with under a minute on the clock. Chris Middleton knocks down a huge three transition off a turnover um, to cut the game to one. And that was one play. Um, and I'm just fast forwarding to the, to the fourth quarter, obviously in this uh, recap. And then they were inbounding the ball up one. That is the heat. Um, throw it in the, the bucks get a tie up. Um, they lob it over to, to, to Jimmy Butler, the Bucks get a tie up, a kind of a questionable pass, obviously, because it allowed for the defense of the Bucks to collapse on Jimmy Butler, which led to a jump ball between, I think, Giannis and Jimmy Butler. Giannis won the, um, or whoever was in the tip off, um, the tip off at the center circle won, won, um, won the ball. Giannis got it, flipped it to Drew Holiday, who brought it down the floor with um, 1.9 seconds left, bumped uh, Gabe Vincent off of him to finish over Bam Adebayo to win the game, man. And that's, they rallied from 14 um, points, 
point uh, point deficit, Jay, in the final six minutes of of that game to beat the beat the um, Miami Heat, Jay. And what a win it was, man! Um, the Bucks outscored the Heat twenty one to six down the stretch to snap the Heat's uh, four ga- four game winning streak. And like I said, the Heat shot the shit out of it, um, Jay. They shot 21 of 44 from from three-point range. And I I thought it was closing time, obviously, when they brought on Tyler Hero, their sixth man who had 30 points off the bench. And in the fourth quarter, Jay, he was just taking over. Like I mentioned, the paint touches, getting downhill against the Bucs, which adds to that rim protection, um, which they're lacking. And it was on full display there. And it sounds weird how I'm saying the rim protection and all those threes, but when you're able to get paint touches and claws all that, um, the defense to collapse into the paint, there's going to be those openings. And that doesn't help him happen with Brooke Lopez, man. But Jay, wild game without even getting into um, getting into the stats. But I will say this, Jimmy Butler, man, where are you at, Jay? Jimmy Butler, with, thir- with 36, Jimmy Butler with zero points, Jay, when the last 36 minutes of that game, zero points. Man, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And that is a concern that I will highlight of that I have for the, um, for the Miami heat is when I look at their roster and you look at teams who have a true go-to guy. And when I look at the, when I look at um, the heat, I don't see that. I think that Jimmy Butler, when he struggles is, is because like he he's he relies on his mid-range, he relies on getting physical and getting in down down downhill, um, manning up on guys. And I think the defense is getting used to that. And we're seeing that they're struggling to score Jay. And despite all these players that they had in double figures, it just goes to show you they don't have a true, you know, player who's gonna, you know, night to night. He's given us, they don't have a Giannis, man. And I think that's a concern for me. Um but if you're Jimmy Butler, six points ain't going to cut it, man. It really ain't going to cut it. Not so, going to cut it. Not, but what not do you think about that, Jay? Do you think that that's a concern? Is that a concern for you? Um, the Heat, in my opinion, not having a true number one um, and night to night, not knowing where they're going to get their majority of their points from? A hundred percent, Jay. That, and, and that's also a reason uh, as to why, like earlier, I w- was was referencing Eric Spoelstra as the head coach. Like they don't have the number one guy. They don't have a guy that um, that Eric Spoelstra can just say, "I so give him the ball, get out the way." They don't have a Tatum. They don't have a, a Curry. They don't have a KD. They don't have a Braun. They don't have a mm-hmm. get out the way and give him the ball, and, and it'll probably be a bucket or a foul line, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they they just don't have that. And I'm right there with you, Jay. That is a huge concern because I feel like when it gets to the game when the game gets to a certain level, whether it's playoffs or whether late in the game, it just kind of gets to the point where man, who gonna score? Like it's like forget mm-hmm. that little run this play for run that play. Come out here, guard me. I'm gonna break you down. I'm gonna get past you, or, or, or I'm gonna shoot, or I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna shoot. And the the Bucks have that in Giannis. The Bucks Loki even have that in Drew Holiday, as you like how you just referenced to. He hit the game winner for them. And I would even stretch to say they have that in chris middleton but mm-hmm. but the but the uh the heat don't at all so i, I i'm i'm also I'm, I'm right there with you Jay. that is definitely a sign of concern especially come playoffs when the best the best players just take over i mean it just kind of reminds me of last year in the finals um it didn't really seem like Giannis was just thinking the game like no he was just like i'm just gonna 
bulldoze everyone. Like I dare mm-hmm. someone to get in front of me. I'm the best player on the court. And the Heat don't have that, unfortunately. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was a great, that was a great summary, Jay. That was a great summary. And, and I, and I'm, and I'm definitely like how you, you know, you, you didn't hold back on Jimmy Butler. I know, I know that, 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 that's a star. That's someone that, you know, people like to, you know, give him, give him his flowers, but I like Jay, how you, 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 you told him straight up, Hey man, you, it's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Zero points last 30 minutes, man. But yeah. All right, Jay. So Jay, I think this is a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up here, man. We covered a lot. We did our uh, our early takes on finals, MVP, on all these mm. awards, Jay. Uh, we talked about some games. We did a lot of fun things, man. So you got any last things to say before we wrap, wrap up here, brother? No, Jay. Great, Another great episode. Another great episode, man. Looking yeah. forward to the rest of the week in the league. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. So for all the fans, man, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, man. It is at Clutch Talk Pod. We'll be on there posting all the time, man. Consistent content about um, NBA, NBA polls, episode updates, and all that, man. But uh, if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.